This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Thursday the 30th of June. In your Squeeze today, the inquest into the death of Hannah Clark is finalised. Explosive testimony in the January 6 hearings. Bunk beds on long-haul flights. And Airbnb bans parties. This is your Squiz Today. It was February 2020 that Queensland mother Hannah Clark and her three children were murdered at the hands of their father and her estranged husband, Rowan Baxter. To recap, Baxter ambushed Clark and their children on their way to school. He jumped into the car, poured petrol around and set it alight. The children died in the fire and Hannah died later from her injuries in hospital. Baxter died from a self-inflicted stab wound. An inquest has been held with Deputy State Coroner Jane Bentley finding that it was unlikely that Rowan Baxter could have been stopped by any actions taken by police officers, service providers, friends or family members. Yeah, what she said yesterday that Baxter was not mentally ill, that he was a master of manipulation. Also that there were failures to protect Clark and her children because he had not been violent in the past and had no relevant criminal history. Uh, As for the police response, she said that those who were in contact with Clark, uh, dealt with her appropriately. But when you, of course, look back on it, there were missed opportunities to protect her. Uh, But there have been urgent changes recommended. That includes a 12-month trial of a specialist domestic violence police station in one of two of the main domestic violence hotspots in Queensland. That's either Logan, uh, south of Brisbane or up near Townsville. Also, she said that there's the need for more domestic violence training for police and more funding for men's programs. She also said that a better understanding of coercive control was needed because physical violence isn't always present in domestic violence cases, as this one has shown. Yeah, and she said that there's a real need to understand coercive control when it comes to community attitudes to domestic violence too. She said she was quite stunned that even after the tragedy, a number of people gave statements to police where they said that they believed that Baxter loved his wife and his children, that he was a great father. Uh, and that somehow his actions could be excused because he was at risk of losing everything in his separation from Clark. She said that coercive control is very complicated, uh, but it's something that we better need to understand to make sure that women and their children are protected. Yeah, coercive control is the use of extreme manipulation and controlling behaviours to attempt to limit a victim's freedoms and rights. The Queensland government has announced plans to criminalise coercive control control. They will come into play by the end of 2023. If this story has raised any issues for you or you're at risk, there is a link in the episode notes for help and support. Over to Victoria now, the ambulance system called its fifth code red of the year on Tuesday. It meant that for some of the time during a four-hour period, there were no ambulances available to be dispatched for triple O calls. It shows a system under pressure, Claire. It does. Of course, there's critical staff shortages uh, in the ambulance system as there is across the country in all sorts of industries thanks to COVID. Uh, What they said happened this week too is that there's been high demand and too many calls for non-urgent medical issues. This is an issue that hurt South Australia's government earlier this year and that saw the dismissal of the Marshall government. It's one that's very firmly on Premier Daniel Andrews' radar because he faces an election later this 
this year. Yeah, that election is due to take place in November. On to international news and the hearings into the January 6th insurrection continue. The testimony from a former aide of President Trump's is dominating news headlines, Claire, with new alleged details of President Trump's actions on the day. Yeah, Cassidy Hutchinson is her name. She was an aide to the former chief of staff to Donald Trump. And what she said yesterday at that 6th January hearings was really quite explosive. One story she said that had been told to her by the people who were there was that Trump attempted to seize the steering wheel of the beast, which is the big limousine uh, that carts him around and that he lunged at his security detail. Uh, That happened when they were leaving that rally that he spoke at where he really G'd up his supporters to go and march on the Capitol. He said that he wanted to be taken to the Capitol, but his security agents refused to take him there. Also, she said she had firsthand knowledge that Trump and his senior officials knew that the Things were going to get very violent on that day and that some of the president's supporters were armed. Uh, what has happened since she gave that evidence really has been an outpouring of support for her, saying that it's probably the most critical evidence that's been given uh, in this inquiry to date. On the other side of the fence, though, Trump supporting Republicans are saying that all of it is hearsay. As for Trump himself, he's called Hutchinson bad news over on his Truth Social Network. The hearings will resume again in a month. Still in the US and R&B singer R. Kelly has been sentenced to 30 years in prison. He was found guilty of nine counts of racketeering and sex trafficking last year. Yeah, and it really is one of the conclusions in decades-long inquiries into him and his behaviour. Lots of allegations of abuse from many, many women, and there have been many efforts to put him away for those crimes. What prosecutors wanted was a sentence in excess of 25 years, and that's what they've got. He's been in jail since July 2019. This case was prosecuted in New York. He's also facing trials in Chicago, Illinois and Minnesota. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website. Soda. On to some lighter news now. Air New Zealand reckon they're about to change the game for economy long-haul flights. They've announced that they'll be installing sleeping pods by the end of 2024. It's really got a big run uh, in the media yesterday. (laughs) Everywhere I looked were pictures of these bunks. Uh, The idea is that when the airline takes possession of some new big dreamliners at the end of 2024, that there's going to be five economy seats removed to make way for these sky nest sleeping pods. They're basically bunk beds and you can book them for four hour sessions at an extra cost, but it really does give economy travellers a chance to stretch out, have a snooze, get some sleep uh, on those really big long flights that take, you know, 15, 16, 17 hours. Yeah, that is the reality of flying from this side of the world. With 200 economy passengers per plane, they reckon competition is going to be pretty stiff for bagging one of the bunk beds. 
If your travel plans include booking an Airbnb, maybe throwing a party, you might need to think again. Airbnb have announced a permanent ban on parties. They said that that restriction that they put in at the start of COVID is something that they want to keep, and that's because it significantly reduced uh, reports of violence on properties, uh, also issues with damage and, as you can imagine, complaints from neighbours. Mm. So, yeah, <laughs> if you're thinking about getting away to an Airbnb for a big birthday party, maybe need to think again. I think the cool kids call them gatherings these days anyway, gathos. <laughs> Never pretended to be cool. <laughs> no, neither. Stole that one from my little brother. But uh, yeah, it will be interesting to see how they decide what a party is. I think, Claire, yours and my definition of a party would be quite small. <laughs> Should be okay. <laughs> yeah, and definitely over by 9pm. Yeah, correct. Please leave. <laughs> Claire, before we get into Squiz the Day, a reminder that our latest shortcut is out. As promised, we've got an explainer on the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Yeah, of course, that was big news as we started the week. Uh, There was a bit more to explain about what all that meant now that uh, the constitutional right to abortion across the US has been thrown out. We'll give you a bit more of the context to that decision and what could happen next, as well as a quick look at the abortion laws here in Australia. You can find that by searching Squiz Shortcuts in your podcasting app. Back to Squiz the Day. What are you taking note of today, Claire? Today, there's a couple of reports to keep an eye on. The gaming regulator in New South Wales is handing down its findings on Star Entertainment's suitability to hold a casino licence. So that's definitely one that will get a bit of following today. Uh, Also, there's lots happening with the inquiries into the New South Wales floods. Uh, The first report on that is set to be handed to the New South Wales government from an independent inquiry into what happened in Lismore. Yeah, a couple of big ones there. Today is also social media day. So you can find us on at the squiz on our socials on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Shout out to Georgia on the squiz team who is valiantly trying to get you and I to do more reels, Claire. <laughs> trying anyway. <laughs> <laughs> She's gradually bringing us over to the, to the new world. That's all from us today. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with you tomorrow. <laughs>